0: Good morning, church, and I just want to take a moment just to say welcome to the Bronx region of the New York City Church of Christ, where we are so excited and grateful that you chose to join us this morning and worship with us. I would also like just to to take a moment uh, just to say happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone enjoyed their time with friends and family, so whether you were traveling or whether you were here our prayer is that you had a great time, that you didn't eat too much, but that you really enjoyed your time. You know, I want to start off just by uh, saying a special thank you to all the brothers and sisters who came out last Sunday to the New World High School to pass out uh, turkeys in the neighborhood. This was such an encouraging and an inspiring time as we got to, uh, man, just to meet. Individuals in the neighborhood have great conversations, invite people out to church, and hopefully many of them are watching online this morning. As we continue on in our Sunday sermon series entitled Finish Strong, today I'll be talking about God's message and God's messenger. God's message is spread in many different ways just like God uses many different messengers, as we'll see today in the sermon. So if you would, uh, please turn your Bibles over to Malachi chapter 3. We're going to start reading in verses 1 through 4. In Malachi chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to His temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of His coming? Who can stand when He appears? For He will be like the refiner's fire or the launderer's soap. He will sit at, at He will sit as a refiner and purify and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by, as a former as in former years. And I just wanted to start off with this passage because in the book of Malachi Malachi reminds us that it's the Lord who sends messengers and it is the Lord who sends a message. And so that's what we're going to look at today, right? I have three short points. My first point is the messenger. My second point is the message. And my last point is simply the answer. As we uh, get started here, I want to talk about my first point the messenger. In Malachi chapter three, verse one, it says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord will, the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. And as we see in Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament, that God prophesied regarding sending his messenger. Now, keep in mind, it was 400 years between this prophecy and when we actually saw it fulfilled in the New Testament. Right? So 400 years goes by. And uh this this prophecy that that God is talking about, we see it in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. It says, "A voice of one calling in the wilderness." Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Right now, we see that that in Isaiah it was prophesied that that God was going to send a messenger who was going to prepare a way in the desert. And so now, as we jump over into the New Testament, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about that messenger right? Because in the New Testament, over in the book of Matthew, which is the first book in the New Testament, right? In Matthew chapter three, starting in verses one through three, scripture reads, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of Through the prophet Isaiah, which we just saw in Isaiah 4, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight path for him. And so we saw Isaiah prophesy in the Old Testament, and now we see the fulfillment of that prophecy happening in the New Testament. You know, keep in mind, 400 years had passed, and now we see this prophecy taking place also we see this same prophecy taking place from mark's account right in mark chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 mark's account of that same prophecy reads as it is written in isaiah the prophet i will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way a voice of one calling in the wilderness prepare the way for the lord make straight paths for him And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. Now, brothers and sisters, this is important. Why is this so important? Because as God chose his messengers, it's important that the messenger delivers the right message. And so we see here uh, in the New Testament, two different versions, right? We see Mark's version we see Matthew's version and so we see that same prophecy being fulfilled because God all God has always and will always use men as his messengers as we see in today's scripture right over in second Corinthians 5 starting in verse 20 and this is the new living translation version that I'm getting ready to read from It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God or be reconciled to God. Now we see here, uh, we've seen from uh, Isaiah prophesying to the New Testament where Mark and Matthew Uh, talk about how John the Baptist came on and John the Baptist was this messenger that Isaiah was prophesying about. He was the one that was going to make straight the path for Jesus to come. And so now as we see as Jesus is on the scene, we see that now the Bible says we are Christ's ambassadors. We are the messengers for Christ now as if God is making his appeal through us. And what is that message? God is saying for people to come back to him, for people to be reconciled back to him, that same message that John the Baptist preached, which was repent and be baptized, that same message is the message that God is sending through us today. You know, now that Jesus is on the scene, Jesus is the one who has all authority, but his focus and his message is, is the same as God's was. Look over in Matthew chapter 28. We're going to pick up in verses 18 through 20. In verses in, Starting in verse 18, it says, And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So see, if you say Jesus is Lord, you also agree to serving as his messenger, to extracting truth from God's word and bringing it to those who have not yet heard it, so that they may, out, may also have an opportunity to hear God's voice, to know God, and to become uh, uh, sons and daughters of God. To give them an opportunity to have a relationship with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. Right? We are called to deliver God's message of love, of salvation, of repentance uh, to as many people as possible. Right. Jesus said he had all authority. And what did he say to do? He said, you know what, man, go and make disciples of all nations. Right. He says of all languages. So it doesn't matter who or where this message is still the same. God wants everybody to become a disciple as messengers. This is the message God wants us to deliver. Right. And sometimes that's a hard message to deliver because not everybody wants to hear that message. But God tells us, you know, uh, man, how important it is, right? I want to share just for a second here about this past Sunday. So I was with some of the brothers and some of the sisters, and as we were walking and knocking on doors and, you know, um, inviting people to come get turkeys and inviting people to church, many of the responses that we received were, nah, you know, I'm okay, I'm fine, I don't need a turkey, or, you know, I'm good, and I remember the conversation me and the brother was having that we can sometimes treat God that way. When God sends a messenger, you know, sometimes we can think, nah, you know what, God, I'm good, I don't need that, even though it's free, right? There There was nothing we had to do There was nothing they had to do to receive those turkeys, right? The same way it is with God. But a lot of times, even when we were called, when we first heard the message, many of us did the same thing. We said, no, I'm fine. No, I'm okay. When God was sending a messenger to you. Well, what about today? What messengers are God sending to you directly to help you with whatever is going on in your life? And are you responding to those messengers? No, I'm okay. I'll handle it. I'm good. I pray, brothers and sisters, that that's not the response. Over in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, this is what scripture says. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them see brothers and sisters this may be some people's only opportunity to hear the truth about god is from you right god is calling us to be his messenger god is calling us to be his ambassadors as scripture says and how can they hear without someone preaching to them right it is our job to preach the good news of god to preach the gospel and that's what that good news is, is that Jesus Christ died for you. He, he rose on the third day so that you could have a relationship with God. Yeah, and just like it says in Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says the word of God is living and active, right? And see, this is not simply a reference to ink on a page, but this is the transforming power of the message itself. When God's message of love takes up residency in a human heart, it comes alive. Although the written word of God may provide the world a glimpse of the cross, it is you, it is me, the living, the breathing messenger of God that that provides that physical representation of the power that the cross holds and the voice. That the world needs to hear so it's important brothers and sisters that they not only see us living this life but they hear us they hear us speaking god's message which leads me to my second point the message again i can't stress how important the messenger is but as with john the baptist who prepared the way for jesus what's even more significant is the message that he brought right because we saw that the message john bought was you know repent and be baptized and that message still needs to be preached today this important message can be found in the very beginning of each of the gospels uh you know which are told a little you know slightly different uh, in, in slightly different ways but has the same conclusion right in matthew chapter 3 verses one through six. This is the message that was preached. It says in verse, in, in verse one, Matthew chapter three, one through six, it says, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of God is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. That's the message that God needed to get out, was to repent and to be baptized. And so they heard this from the mouth of John the Baptist. But now let's look at Mark's account of this same message. Over in Mark chapter one, verses one through seven, it says, the beginning of the good news, or the gospel as we call it, about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God, as it is written in, the, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, And so it goes on to talk about, you know, John's clothes. And then in verse 8 it says, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And now we see uh, Mark's version a a little different than Matthew's. But the end results was the same, right? That message was one of repentance and baptism. And then Luke's account. In Luke chapter 3, Verses two and three, it says, During the high priests of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the countryside around the Jordan, preaching, and bapti- preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. And so we see three of the four apostles giving their account of, of the message that that was prophesied back in the Old Testament now the book of John doesn't give that account but it does give a, it, it says how John testified to it right so uh, John didn't give a descriptive account the way uh, Mark Luke and um, Matthew did but this was John's account in John 1 verse 15 it says John testified concerning him, he cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me, right? So we see that in all the gospels, all four of the gospels, they give the same testimony about the message that God wanted sent out. You know, the Bible also makes it clear that all of us continue to sin even after we've become believers, as the apostle John warned in John one uh John in first John 1 eight it says if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the sin and the truth is not in us so in first John one John reminds us that hey listen, guys we all still mess up we all uh still fall short right it says and if we profess, you know, that we don't have sin. The Bible says the truth is not in us. Why am I bringing this up? Because that same message that was preached from John the Baptist, Jesus is calling us to preach that same message, repent and be baptized. See, just because you were baptized doesn't mean that repentance doesn't still need to take place, right? It's not a once saved, always saved, right? God is still, Jesus is still wanting that message to ring out throughout the world. Repent. Whether you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life, or if you have made Jesus, Jesus Lord of your life, the message is still the same. Repent. And brothers and sisters, my prayer is that that's what's happening in our lives today. Why? Because we all fall short. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. But the Bible says repent. And if you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life, the Bible also says that you need to be baptized. Why? My third point, the answer. Back in Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and I know we've read this passage a lot, but it's significant. And we're going to really talk about it right now. It says in Malachi chapter 3, 1 through 3, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are asking, I'm sorry, the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit As a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. So, you know, we see here, it starts off by talking about the messenger who will prepare the way, right? But then it tells us that suddenly the Lord you are seeking, the Lord I'm seeking, which is what we're doing, will come to his temple the messenger of the covenant who we desire right it says he will come one true messenger of the covenant and that's jesus himself it says it's asked, it asks, who can endure this person right who can stand there uh, when he appears you know and i don't know about you you know but to me when i hear words like uh man a refiner Uh, That doesn't sound fun. That sounds challenging. When we do turn ourselves around and turn back to to Jesus Christ, we discover that that's when Jesus becomes that launderer. That's when he cleans us, right? That's when he becomes that purifier. That's when he gets rid of all the imperfections in our lives. That's how it takes place. It starts with that message that the messenger brings to us, but it's, it's us, it's you and I who accept that message and allow it to penetrate our hearts, to change us, to be new creations. You know, there was this guy, uh, Dudley Bonovu, who wrote, it is a fact that all precious metals must go through a refining process, right? and this is so it can pull all of the impurities out of any of the gold or silver that's being refined. Now, uh, the heat is turned up on this, so it is, it is 10 times hotter than it normally is, but what happens is, uh, man, it gets rid of all the infections. They all rise to the top. So at that point, they can be uh, scraped off and removed and thrown away. Now, it said they asked this same individual, How many times do you have to repeat this process to make sure that it is completely without any imperfections? And his reply was, I do it until I can see my reflection in the mouth. And, brothers and sisters, I really believe that God does the same things with us. He refines us over and over and over until He can see. His reflection in you and I. My question this morning to all of us, does God see himself in you? When God looks at you, does does he see himself in you? Because in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. And see, this passage helps us to understand that Jesus was the exact representation of God. We are called to be the exact representation of Jesus. So in other words, we should all be looking just alike. As God refines and purifies us to see the reflection of himself in us, We have to look at how God sees Jesus. He sees Jesus just as himself, the exact representation. Now we have to ask ourselves, when Jesus looks at us, does he see his exact representation? Right? Are we going to be the messengers that look just like Jesus? And are we going to give the same message that Jesus gave? And how did Jesus do this? I really believe that Jesus did this out of love, right? And here are a couple of characteristics that really describe Jesus. So this is how we can see, man, when we're looking in that mirror, Jesus is looking at us. Does he see this in you? Over in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, the Bible says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight with evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. Love never fails. And we can substitute that word love with Jesus. So when Jesus is looking at us, does he see these qualities? Are you patient? Are you kind? Do you become envious? And the list goes on and on. And so today, I just want to challenge us, right, that if we're going to be the representation of Jesus, if we're going to be his ambassadors, these are qualities that we have to have as well. Over in Philippians 2, as we close out here, Philippians 2, verses 1 through 5, it says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And this has always been one of my favorite passages, right? Because the answer that we are looking for has always been there. They had changed from the Old Testament to now, right? God wants us to, one, be united with Christ. Two, he wants us to be like-minded with each other. And three, he wants us to help others right that's been the goal the whole time that's the message god wants us to to share right it's for everyone you know to be united with christ that is the first and foremost and then for all of us to be like-minded having that same mindset that jesus had you know i love this passage because it says to make his joy complete he is joyful god is joyful that he's chosen us to be his messengers And now he's saying, hey, I need you guys to help me make this complete, right? From the Old Testament, um, you know, uh, prophets, Isaiah and Malachi, to now, the new century Christians, you guys, me. It was like, now it can be complete because we can all be one. And I love that. So as I close, my hope is that we all come to the realization you know, that God, is the tr- that God is true in keeping his promises with us, right? He's always wanted us all to be united with him. You know, though it may not really seem that way or it, it can seem harder, but that's always been, been God's. That's always been Jesus. And my prayer is that it's our now. It is our conviction that we all have that same goal. So if you've not committed to making Jesus Lord of your life today, I want you to ask yourself, what messengers what messengers has God sent to you directly that God has put in your life to deliver his message to you and what is preventing you from responding? and if you have made Jesus Lord of your life, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, I want you to remember that your commitment did not end after... You came out of those waters of baptism. That commitment means a lifetime of repentance, right? And refinement. It means you are willing to allow God to continue to refine you, to get those impurities out of you, right? Uh, That will only produce character and growth. But it will result in a closer relationship with God. So brothers and sisters man uh this has been a great week of thanksgiving we have a lot to be thankful for but going forward we still have a lot to be thankful for we have to be thankful for god's message of uh, repentance and baptism but we also have to be thankful for his messenger uh, john the baptist jesus and now us right uh man let us be thankful but let us grow in these areas let's make sure that We as disciples, we are delivering God's message, and to God be the glory. Thank you, guys.